Hello, uh, this is Vijendra Rao, uh, also known as Biju Rao. I'm here with my friend and colleague, Michael Woolcock, uh, lead sociologist in the Development Research Group of the World Bank. And uh, he will be talking about uh, his, his new paper. Uh, so Michael, why don't you start? Sure, Al, the paper is, is co-authored with uh, Kate Bridges. And the idea is that uh, we're really trying to show how important the use of quantitative data is, but also what the limits of it are. So everything I'm about to say might sound sort of very critical of quantitative data, but I want to stress from the outside, from the outset that I work in this space, I'm, I'm comfortable in it, and I recognize its importance. But <laughs> uh, I think often in development, we are feel that we're under an imperative to say things like, oh, we're, we're doing things in an evidence-based way, or if only we had more and better data, things would be uh, we get better outcomes. And some of that is true. Uh, but collecting and curating data is very difficult. It's very time consuming. It's very expensive. There's a reason that you have people with PhDs who oversee this kind of work, because it's not easy or obvious how you do it. The world's been trying, has had 60 years of experience, for example, of collecting its single most important economic statistic, the, the gross domestic product. Uh, through the system of national accounts, a well-established administrative procedure. And yet, as Morton Jervin's work has very powerfully shown, even this one big number is has lots of problems being generated just because of the administrative infrastructure required to do it. And in many countries that struggle to do what they're already doing, what they're, what they're doing in health and education, for example, uh, now asking these groups to, to engage with uh, their work on, a, on the basis of a very complex set of additional tasks of collecting data can just be uh, adding yet more burdens to a system that already struggles to do what it does. And when you face that situation, you then have to use whatever data is coming out of that system. And we've known for a long time that the principle of garbage in, garbage out. The, 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 if the, the material you're generating uh, isn't itself good, then it doesn't suddenly become magically useful just because we call it data. It has to be, uh, has to be used in very particular ways, and it can be used to make very important decisions. But if that data itself uh, is uh, usually then going to need to be fairly simple, it's going to be uh, focusing on the things that are relatively easy to measure because the complex things are just hard and time-consuming and, and politically contentious. So the problem there is that you can just end up reverse engineering the, this, the, your staff's incentives to do the things that are really easy rather than the things that are really hard. And it's a combination of the easy and the hard that produces things like educated students. It's just you need all of these different sources of information to be able to get what you need. But if you only measure the easy things, uh, then you'll only get a slice of what you really need. And in healthcare, for example, you can spend a lot of time incentivizing your staff around data, about achieving very uh, relatively easy things to do, like getting them to take vitamin supplements. But it's really hard to help people to adjust their fertility decisions, for example, or their intimate sexual behaviors. And if all you're focusing on is what's easy to measure, then you'll have and end up with situations where lots of vitamins get dispensed because it's easy and, it's, uh, and it can be measured cleanly. And all the hard but important things to do, like engaging with very personal behaviors, just won't get done because those things are too hard to measure. The final thing is that with data, you have to draw inferences on the basis of what the data you've collected. And data doesn't tell you what you need to know. You have to infer what you need to know on the basis of data. 
So in a lot of situations, it might be, uh, it's not self-evident what, what the conclusions might be on the basis of that data, even if it's rigorously uh, collected through a nice methodology and if the data itself is of really high quality. For example, we often have to make decisions about whether we go from a, a pilot initiative to a, a national flagship program. Well, that the data doesn't tell you whether that's going to work per se. <laughs> uh, if we get a non-result, for example, in a, in a very nice uh, project that uh, is assessed in a, through a randomized control trial, what do we do with that non-result? What does that non-result mean? That requires theory, that requires lots of experience, and it requires a lot of detailed understanding of the context. So data itself is not self-evident. It doesn't tell you what you need to know. You, have a, you need to know a whole bunch of other things, which means you need a culture of research, essentially, built around all of these kinds of efforts. So these are three things among several others that we stress in this particular paper. And again, I conclude by saying not that we don't want to collect data and, and, and have a good uh, have good quantitative methods used to be able to get and this data. The big challenge is how you actually do this work and how you complement it with the other different forms and sources of data that you might need, what we call a, a data suite, in order to be able to uh, engage with the many different complex sectors that we work in and the many complex contexts that we work in. So ultimately, that's what we're trying to say in this paper, and I, and I hope people find it interesting. Thank you. Okay, so in the 30 seconds that I have left, there's not much to react to, but uh, let me just say that, uh, you know, do read Michael's paper uh, and uh, for a critique or, or, or another perspective on how data matters, uh, you can see my paper on can economics become more reflexive, which is sort of, I guess, uh, you know, uh, uh, provides a parallel perspective. All right. Uh, thanks, Michael. Bye.